just tuned into the Young Gun Sports Podcast in the Boaz Studios on the YBS Network. Here is your host, the Young Gun What up, everyone? This is the Young Gun. Rust the bus, as you just heard in our new intro music. I hope you like it. We had a little uh, fireman mix in there, and we uh, tried to amplify, amplify uh, the voice as much as we can, but uh, couldn't get it all done. Um, today, we're coming back. Um, I, I know if you heard about my weekend podcast that was supposed to be up, but we've had a lot of new uh, software and um, stuff coming into the uh, in the Foax Studios. We had some new recording software, editing software, as you uh, heard in the intro. So, uh, again, some of you are thinking that it's technical difficulties and changing anything. No, it's not. And uh, I-, I promise you guys that there won't be any more changing websites, any stuff like that. So, uh, if you thought it, it was something like that, it's not. Um, but f- for today, um, we have a good podcast today. We actually might also get an interview in. I might put up two podcasts today. We'll see. Uh, but we will have a interview with uh, Will Osgood, who is in uh, San Diego. And we're going to get into the NFL and the NFL prospects um, for the 2009 season and that are still in the uh, NCAA. Um, but today, like I was saying, a weekend podcast. Uh, today we'll be, a, we'll be going into the uh, NFL I'm sorry, not the NFL, the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, uh, A-Rod and the Yanks, and on our burner today, we'll have high school politics. Also, we're going to have a State Haters podcast as well. We haven't had one of those in a while. Um, so, starting it off today, uh, starting today, we have, we can go right into the NBA uh, Finals. Um, going back to my earlier predictions, I did have the Cavs and the Lakers in it, and I had the Lakers winning it. Well, the Cavs... Did not make it. Um, but I'm staying with my pick of the Lakers. I still like them winning it. Uh, basically, it comes down to matchups for me. And I just see a lot of uh, a lot of the keys and factors in the game going in the Lakers' way. Um, I'm not saying a lot went into the Cavs' way as well. But in this finals game, first, Orlando doesn't have a, a, a player on their team who can guard Kobe. And the game plan against LeBron was let him shoot. He wasn't making his shots, and don't let him drive. Well, there's a problem if you do that with Kobe, because he can shoot. He's the best shooter in the game, and he's clutch, too. So you got to change up game plan, and that's why I think Kobe's a better player. I just think he has more dominant. He, he can do more on the floor besides just drive and use his body. So, I like the Lakers. But also in the matchups, um, if you saw the Eastern Conference Finals, you saw that Dwight Howard just dominated because there was no one that Cleveland had that can guard him in the paint. Verzal couldn't do it. Ogaskis couldn't do it. But you know who can? Will Bynum and Paul Gasol. That's why they are going to match up good um, with Orlando. They're going to match up better with Orlando because they got someone who can guard him in the paint, make him contest shots, and then they have this guy named Kobe. So I just I just see no one matching up with Kobe, and I see that uh, Lakers gonna be pretty even with the in the paint uh, with Orlando. So that is why I like the Lakers to uh, go on and win this series. Um, I think at five games, I don't think we're gonna see a sweep. I think Orlando's lots a lot better than people give them credit for, and they have come off some pretty uh, big upsets like beating uh, Cleveland, but. 
I like the Lakers. I like them from the start. I like the way they're playing right now. So I'm going to go with the Lakers. And I'm going to stick with that pick. So uh, that, that is my final decision. And that's my decision I've had so far. So Next we're switching on to the Yankees. The 30-21 and 21 Yankees who have uh, at a time were 15-4 and four, uh, since A-Rod coming back. And that's changed a little and through the last few games. Uh, not as recent stat, but uh, that's, you know... Uh, I'm kind of speechless this, uh, being a Yankees fan, but you just have a team who has failed to make the playoffs last year, first time in a while, a team who got a new stadium, a team who gets new uh, top free agents every year, and has so much hope and so much uh, pressure to win, and to see them in first right now in the AL East, which is the a best, by far the best division in baseball. It's pretty remarkable, and, and it's pretty, it's right where the Yankees want to be. And they, I think that if they're healthy, they stay healthy this year. Maybe a few injuries, but not bad. Uh, they'll end up winning this division. Um, A-Rod coming back has, um, if you look at his betting average, not great. Stats are pretty good. Uh, just his presence on the team, and like I said before, um, giving his pitchers confidence. Because when you know you got Avad, the best player in baseball, in your lineup, you you come out there with a little little bit more confident. So I think that that's what Avad brings to the team, also. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited on that, and my picks are going well so far. Um, uh, all but one of my picks are right right now. Uh, my predictions to win the to uh, make the playoffs. So I'm actually pretty good on that. I'm not going into the Stanley Cup. The Red Wings take the first two games of the series over the Penguins. Um, 3-1 uh, last game. And uh, it's pretty big for me. Being from Commerce, being from Michigan, and uh, seeing a team like this, who is even better than last year, I think, um, getting Hosa. And they got they got to win the Stanley Cup. They are a dynasty in... Uh, in hockey in the NHL. They remind me of the Yankees in baseball. Not saying they go and buy all their players, get better players every year. But that everyone wants to play for the the Wings. And I mean most people want to play for the Red Wings. It's kind of like in baseball. You want to win a, a World Series, you go play for the Yankees. In NHL, in hockey, you want to go win a Stanley Cup, you play for the Red Wings. And uh, I, I, that's what I think it is now. I think that's what it's come to um, since they won it last year. Being probably the best NHL team uh, organization. Um, ex- especially in the last 20 years. So um, I just see it a dominating. You know, this is a dynasty here. And uh, it makes me feel proud to be from Detroit. To make the fans feel uh, proud to be from Detroit. So... Um, yes, they're gonna, they are going to win the series. I think the Penguins will get one game. I like a 4-1. I like them winning it in 5 uh, back at the Joe. But uh, we'll see. Alright, so we're not going to have a score update today. We're going to go into our state haters. Uh, we're going to touch on the 2009 schedule. And then we are going to go uh, into our burner today. And on the burner today, just a little preview, is high school sports politics. So that will be on the burner today. But first, getting into Michigan State. 
and I just want to go on this again because, uh, you know, I I've been hearing some uh, Michigan State talk that uh, just about their team next year. And I just want to make this clear, and this is probably the last time I'll say it before the season starts. I don't measure a team um, of how good they are based on the record. I don't do that. Obviously, if you're 12-0 or undefeated, it says something. But what I'm saying for Michigan State here, they're going to have a good record. Because you know why? Have you looked at the schedule? Montana State? Really? They don't play Ohio State um, in the Big Ten this year. It's a cupcake schedule. And they're going to have a good schedule because they play no one. Pretty much no one. Couple, couple tough teams here. Not there. Not here and there. Just here. But uh, overall, easy, easy schedule. And let me just explain this. I've heard some people say, I've asked them, so you think they're gonna be better than than uh, last year? And they're like, oh yeah, they'll be better than last year. And this is just what I have to say to you people who think that State will actually be better than last year. Remember, I'm talking about better as it being a better team, not having a better record. And this is what I mean by that. Um, just to explain what I mean by that, um, two years ago, Michigan had three losses. They lost to Appalachian State and Oregon in the first two games. And I'm sure all of you remember the Appalachian State game. Well, that I think was one of the best Michigan teams I've ever seen. But they had some injuries, and they got upset in a few games. So, I don't. that's why I don't measure it always on wins and losses. Uh, again, back to Michigan State. You aren't, you are not a better team when you lost your starting quarterback, when you lost your Javon Ringer, who is the best player on your team. And he lost Otis Riley, the best uh, defensive player uh, on the team last year. So how can a team who lost a starting quarterback, their running back, and their top defensive uh, player be better than last year? Maybe if you got a, a star, a five-star uh, five quarterback coming you know, from some, from some high school. But they don't. They have two backups. Who are competing for the spot. And who cares if they're competing. Because they're both backups. You're not going to get a good quarterback. Not saying Hoyer was good to start with. Running backs. Your entire game last last season. Was with the running back Devon Ringer. Well this year. You need to change the game plan. Because you have no running back at all. Going on defense. Not a good defense last year. Giving up uh, 45 points. To the top two teams in the Big Ten. And. Just defense looked terrible. Looked pretty bad every game. You aren't going to be better than last year. Losing your best player on a bad defense. You're not getting anyone either in return. So that's what I want to say out about Michigan State. Yes, they're going to have a good record. Because they play no one. But I think talent-wise and players-wise, they will not have a better team. So uh, that's what I wanted to say with that. Um... Now we are not going to have a score update today, just to let you know, because uh, we're kind of reviewing the last weekend, the last couple series. Um, just to recap, I have the Lakers winning the finals in five games over Orlando. 
uh, just a prediction, and I still have the Red Wings from um, before the playoffs when I thought they win the Stanley Cup, winning the Stanley Cup, already up 2-0 uh, in that series. So that is what we've been going on so far. Um, on the burner today is we're going to have uh, high school sports politics. And what I wanted to talk about here was uh, I have a little personal experience I'd like to share, um, but I am pretty pissed at uh, um, just high school politics. And you guys, uh, if you're you know a teenager right now, or you're in high school or college or played sports in high school, you know what I mean. And let me just start off by saying high school sports and sports teams should be based on uh, whether you make the team or not, should be based on the talent of the player, the attitude of the player, player, the character of the player, and not if uh, their mom or dad is helpful to boosters or the concession stands or as a coach or if your um, family has been through that program or through that school or if you're friends with the family and the coach. That's what I'm talking about with sports politics. And it happens. It happens a lot. Um, there's a few sports that doesn't happen, a few sports it does. And I'm going to get into that right now. Uh, first, baseball. Um, to brag here, I'm a, I'm a good baseball player. Very good. I'd, I'll say it. To uh, brag. But uh, I did not make the JV team when I did try out. And... This is why. Um, on the let me just give you a little background. Um, on the freshman team, I didn't do as well, and I mean I did alright. Bad three fifty. Um, there's a kid who bad two fifty and a kid that bad one hundred. Um, that were behind me in the stats, I guess you could say, and in the batting lineup. Uh, well, the kid batting two fifty. He uh, made the team. Uh, because his dad's a coach. And this isn't a pitcher. Because I, I can understand having a pitcher over me. Even if he has a batting, batting average. Because you need pitchers or catchers. He plays the same position as me. Bad at 250. But his dad's a coach. So he makes a team. Okay. So first that shouldn't have even been happening. And then. You got a guy who. Uh, bad 100. 100. Same position as me. 100. I batted 350 more than three times his batting average. Because I am three times a better player than this kid is. And I'm not saying this because I'm mad. I'm just bringing up a personal experience. And I'm friends with these kids. I am. But this kid made it. And this is why. Because his brother's... His three brothers have all been on the team before him and were legends at my high school. Also, his dad is involved in the organization and his mom is involved with the concessions. My parents aren't involved in anything. And I don't want them to be. Not in an organization who takes kids based on their parents' involvement. Or their ancestors or relatives who play on the team went to the school. No. 
And that's what gets me pissed off and mad. Because you get these kids who, good players coming out of middle school and baseball, any sport. And they, uh, you know, the good players. And they get, they don't make it. And they don't make it based on their talent. But based on who they're related to. Or friends with. Or parent involvement. And that's what I don't like. That is bull. Because not only did the kid not make it. But now he thinks he's a bad player. Now his confidence is shot. And for me. After I found I didn't make it. I was alright. If someone who made the team was better than me. I understand. But I didn't feel that way. And when I found out who did make it. The kid. The two kids. Same positions. Who bet 250 and 100. And made more errors than me in the field. Made it over me. I knew why. It's high school sports politics. And that's why they made it. And... To me, it made me, you know, take a look at myself. And it made me ask myself, am I that bad? Am I really worse than these kids? Because obviously the coaches think so. Or at least the main coach. Well, I thought about it. And I decided not. It's I'm not. Because I know I'm not. Um, the kid who batted 100 and made it over me. Um, we, I played in a tournament when I was 13, and there's a 13-year-old team. I started on the 13-year-old team. Um, this kid who bad 100 was also in the tournament, but he didn't make the 13-year-old team. He didn't make the 12A team. He made the 12B team and was playing left field, batting second to last in the order. And that kid made it over me. If I was BSing this or just mad because I didn't make a team, that wouldn't have happened. But it did. The same kid who made it over me wasn't playing on a 13-year-old team. Didn't make it. Did not make a 12A team. But 12B team. And it wasn't because the team was so much better because we beat that team. We beat the 13-year-old team like 8-2. So, that's high school politics for you. And... It's not in all sports, but most. I've seen it in football. Um, some kid, there was a kid who was related to the coaches who played more than another kid on the team who was much, much better. And that didn't make sense to me. That was high school, you know, politics. Also, the only thing I do like, I like about wrestling is there's no politics. Because usually the wrestling coach isn't the teacher of the school. Even if he is, you have wrestle-offs. You wrestle the kid in your weight division. And whoever wins will be in varsity. You can't do that in baseball. You can't even do that in football. So in wrestling, the thing I do like is no matter how good you are or bad you are, or you know, you have to go one-on-one against that other person and prove that you're better. So that's what I like about wrestling. But again, high school politics, it's everywhere. The... Parent involvement means you're on the team, usually. 
And I'm not saying all schools, but most schools. And I just, I hate that so much. Because it shouldn't be like that. A player should be on a team based on his ability to play and his talent level and his skill level and his character. And not on his parents' organization doing concession stands. You know? And maybe the coaches are thinking this. Um, they're between two kids, pretty even. One of them's gonna make the team, but one of the kids' mom runs a concession stand. Or one of the kids' dad is the coach, or one of or their brothers played on the team, and they'll pick that kid over another kid, not based on his talent, which it what it should be, and that's what pisses me off. I'm kind of cooled down right now because uh, my personal experience happened in the past, but it still pisses me off, and it happens all the time, so I just had to get that out there. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up today. Um, just a little review today. We'll get into a podcast again tomorrow, and either today or tomorrow we will have the uh, interview with uh, Will Osgood. Uh, you can still uh, be looking for that on my Twitter, which is Young Gun Sports. Also, go on the website at ygs.webs.com. I'm sorry, sorry, ygsports.webs.com. <laughs> sorry for that. And uh, this podcast will be on iTunes soon. The iTunes uh, problem is fixed, if you haven't already heard. So uh, this is the Young Gun Rest of Us and the Young Gun Sports Podcast. Peace out.